0: Actually, I do have horrible breaking news This just an Obi-Wan Kenobi. He spilled a bottle of Hoppers at the Charlie <laughs> XTX concert. You're done. No. You're done. You're horrible
1: done. Horrible
0: news. Start your sublight engines. It's time for Rupalp's Padres, a queer Star Wars podcast. And welcome back to another week of chaos. This week, we're going to be talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi in preparation for Kenobi's premiere this Friday. My name is Noah. My pronouns are he/him. You can find me on social media at the Jewish Jedi, and my gender this week is the stages of the cross as performed by Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: Oh, so we're 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 go- we will be discussing oh. today how the Jesus, the pipeline to Jesus. We, we're all yeah. we're all discussing no. it. So, okay. okay.
2: Hi, my name is Mel. I use they/them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex, and my gender this week is Rail Avaros.
3: Oh, I miss that man. Just thinking about him today. He I, walked so
1: Alzar could run. He fucked when no one else would. I I also, I know he wasn't mentioned in the Brotherhood book, which we'll be discussing today. But there was a moment where they kind of talked about Qui-Gon and attachment. And I was like, oh, he learned
3: from his older brother. <laughs> My name is Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. It's Fresh of the P-H. And my gender this week is um this one goes out to all the Rube Halps fans who've been with us for a while. My gender this week is ob Wan Kenobi.
1: Very well done. Oh sweet. Very nice. Little- Hi, I'm Claudia. My pronouns are she/her. You can find me on social media at Claudia says K A L U D I A says. My dinner this week is uh related to the Brotherhood novel that just came out. Uh, I did finish just finish reading it. Um it is Obi-Wan shaming Anakin for liking NASCAR. In the book, um it is revealed that Anakin likes to change the channel on the TVs in the Jedi in the Jedi Temple a lot to show pod racing. Um and everyone and he's a bit of a sports bro um specifically just pod racing um and i i I believe uh one of my mutuals tweeted something of like let that man go to a sports bar i'm just imagining my other gender was going to be anakin at a buffalo wild Wings, so (laughs) And then I was tweeting about it, and then I was like, "Well, uh, Han Solo, especially if you read blood- Bloodline, is canonically also not just pod racing, but a racing fanatic as well." And you know, in another
3: universe, I do think that Anakin and Han would bond over that. I think they like okay. Formula. I like think no. they like Formula One racing. <laughs> now, as, this is my AU in which Anakin lives and does not turn to the dark side, and he's like, "You're my daughter's shitty boyfriend who's ten years older than her," and he's like yeah. And they have this like weird con- constant arguments, but then Anakin puts on pod Han puts on pod racing and Anakin's like, Oh, you like, like racing. He's like, Oh yeah. You know, I'm kind of into it. He's like, Oh yeah. And they start talking and everyone's like, Oh my God. They talk about cars together. Cause they like fixing co- things. Yeah, They talk about cars and then it, it mends their relationship and brings the family closer. And that Absolutely. is my pitch, my pitch for the next star wars movie that is solo 2 you're so right that should be the taika waititi movie (laughs) taika
4: waititi solo 2 my name is jess i use they them pronouns you can find me on tiktok and twitter at kawaii jessio and my gender this week has nothing to do with obi-wan kenobi um my gender is just a quote it is failed i have into exile i must go because the the others know why I should figure out why this is my gender. It's because I didn't do research on what we're talking about.
3: I will, I will say, okay, neither did I. Like, I have horrible news. At the beginning of this call, I did say how many people did research and only one person raised their hand and it was me. So I think it's okay if we didn't do further research on
1: one of the speak. most popular characters who does appear
0: in the first film. Speak for yourself. I don't know what a Star Wars is. My brain is empty. You, My brain is so smooth. You could use it as a soccer ball if you want. That's true. This do. is
3: a, this is a Doctor Who podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to be talking about <laughs> no. the 13th Doctor now. My favorite that's character from Doctor Who's name is John C- Cena. John Cena, my favorite Doctor Who character. Here's the thing. I
2: thought you were going to say John C. Riley, and I was like, that's an interesting choice for Doctor Who. John C.
3: Riley is like as as the as the Doctor as the Mister Doctor. As Perfect. as not Doc not the Doc. He's he's Doctor Who. Because the doctor's yeah, name is not the doctor. Done. Doctor, doctor okay. Who
2: was my father. Call me John C. Riley.
3: <laughs> Mal, Mal, please, no. please, please
1: take us. Please take Anyways, it away.
2: okay, fine. I guess I'll talk about fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um,
3: As we all know. Oh, tomato, tomato.
2: <laughs> character that I have on multiple occasions said that I'm obsessed with. He is my favorite character. I know everything about him. That was a joke for those of you who don't know me. I... <laughs> Not that I don't give a fuck about Obi-Wan, but I don't give a fuck about Obi-Wan. So here we are. I'm going to talk about
3: Obi-Wan Kenobi.
2: Sorry if you were in a way that. to start it Obi- out. No? Like,
3: damn. Hey guys, if you like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you can fuck, fuck off. <laughs> no,
2: I'm so sorry. I'm bringing a weird energy to this podcast today. I've been up since six doing work stuff. And so I'm just kind of in a weird state. I got a coffee right before this. This is all to say, Obi-Wan Kenobi was born in... <laughs> 57 BBY? Oh fuck me! I just want this one piece of information, and then I will shut the fuck up about accuracy. I feel like I'm on my favorite murder. I feel like I'm just like saying things, <laughs> right? Like, oh my god, I
3: love the Karen Kilgariffification.
2: <laughs> no, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. So- yeah, okay. Period. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi was born in 57 BBY on Stew John, which yes is the planet named after John Stewart. Basically. He's brought into the order. He's a little guy. He becomes the padawan of one Qui-Gon Jinn. And they kind of have this um not issue. Well, it's an issue, but it's not if that makes it like conflict um with one another um wherein Obi-Wan just has this sense that he is not either good enough or like just like has this unsureness of himself um and he really needs validation from others. However, Qui-Gon Jinn is not not the type to to give validation in the way that Obi-Wan needs it and so it becomes kind of this point of contention. They like have several missions together um in in their youth including one um where one Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn go to Mandalore and Obi-Wan has a little Little moment with one Satine Kreese. We don't know too much canonically about what happened there, but there was a little bit of a romance.
1: If you'd like to know everything about that, you need to follow Julia Christine 77 on TikTok. Watch so every true. single one of her videos. Uh, listen to Star Wars English class. Um, and uh, she, she has all the facts um, and all the figures on that. She is the expert.
2: So true. Pablo Hidalgo, shaking, crying, throwing up. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are working together um but things kind of not come to a head but um really become very noticeably conflict when Qui-Gon is invited to join the Jedi Council and he doesn't tell Obi-Wan about this and Obi-Wan finds out and he's like oh my god my master's gonna fucking leave me what did I do wrong like I'm a fucking failure fuck me I guess um and it creates this kind of inner conflict even though Qui-Gon's not thinking about that because he's like I don't want to join the fucking council are you joking me? slavery is bad guys we need to we need to abolish slavery and then yoda's like mm, i guess maybe anyways they have this whole thing they hang out with Rail avaros who is dooku's other padawan Rail avaros girly i am obsessed with you he does fuck, um canonically
1: he is introduced with qui-gon walking in on him with a woman
2: <laughs> he's like whoa you're a freak So yeah they they just kind of have this conflict it ends up resolving itself um because obi-wan kind of comes to this thing of like my master is very different than me he always goes against the grain so i want to be kind of the opposite of that i want to be the 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 quote-unquote perfect jedi um i know we we talked about this we don't want to um mention one stellan geos but i do fear he was something of a stellan geos kinney and he took that just a little too hard um, so hard that he died on the Death Star. I rest my case. What is I the a Death
3: Star if not just like a virgin e- starlight it's beacon? Evil
1: starlight well, beacon. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the par- we could probably talk about the parallels between Geos and Geo and Obi Wan all day, but um, yeah, like. Stellan definitely is a he definitely is a different person but i think the the part of obi-wan i mean i think this is something that i've liked about the additional media one might say about obi-wan is like delving into like that like who he is as a person not just in relation to other people but in like his imposter syndrome or his like oh i have to be the perfect jedi so so I, i can't do this or i can't do that and people continuously telling him like you can still be a good jedi and not form attachments, but basically like form attachments or show emotion or whatever. Um and he's like always trying to live up to something. Um and I've Stellan is very similar in that and it's very interest it's very interesting to me when I I can't wait to see I can't wait to see Stellan as a little baby child. Um Stellan had friends as a kid obviously and Obi-Wan we have only really seen him canonically as a kid um with like as a kid not as a padawan a teenager with qui-gon um in the recent like first issue of the obi-wan comic where like he has he clearly makes friends very well and cares about them quite a lot and his story is a little bit reminiscent of ty a little bit i don't know how many of you read that read that first issue of the comic but it is very reminiscent of ty um, and who has a little Jedi friend who either, who runs away or, or, par- or well, perishes in the case of Ty. Uh, but. <laughs>
2: to, to Obi-Wan's defense, his little bestie was not British museuming it up on some planet. Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. No, so I'm, true. I, I I'm would not say saying Kylie charity not... deserved it, but. No, no, I, I, I am. <laughs> they're very, they're very different, but I think it's more just like, like how how they took it whatever um obi-wan is a little perfectionist that is why he is one of my little guys he um, maul has become a more important little guy to me but i think um thinking about obi-wan as being like i have to be perfect and have to be the perfect jedi whatever i'm like oh sadly you are so relatable especially when you were a kid um and qui-gon i know there's a lot of hate for qui-gon from legends but in canon he's ve- he's he is very sly he is very sly, especially in Master and Apprentice, which is one of my favorite Star Wars
3: books, and has Qui-Gon's and Star Wars' best quote of all time. He is, yeah, when Qui-Gon's like, oh, ow, I, I fell on my taint. I hate you. Okay.
4: I hate Maybe you so much. From Qui-Gon Jinn.
3: Yeah, remember, I really, I, I think I'm really happy that Claudia Gray managed to bring that into canon after it got cut out of Phantom Menace. The the extended scene where he actually fell on his taint. So,
2: so actually, that's that's so interesting that you mentioned that because I also am covering the Phantom Menace. So, in actually, the end, there was a scene that was cut after uh, uh, Darth Maul does some. stab him very badly where he says oh I fell on my taint and that's what he dies of those are the injuries it comes
3: of. I'm becoming Darth um. Maul and killing you all (laughs) anyways this stab would actually probably because it was a lightsaber cauterized like he would have been fine but the fall is really what got him
2: it was the the
3: the taint (laughs) damage he he ascertained
2: anyways point is um let's talk about about the Phantom Menace um in the Phantom Menace basically Obi-Wan Kenobi is an adult padawan
1: um he is like how old is he like 25 yeah
3: he's like mid to late 20s so very relatable I i believe he is canonically 25 years old i think he's
2: 25 um anyways so he is 25 years old which is traditionally not the age that most padawans are i i've always at least thought in my head that padawans are like middle school to like college age
1: so like at the oldest like 20 people have talked about how the in the clone wars like you have padawans who are younger and younger they keep selecting them younger and younger but also in the high republic when they're talking about bell um they talk about how he's getting a little old to be a padawan and i believe he's like 19 right he's 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 18 in um in light of the Jedi. Jedi. yeah so he i mean he's closer to basically anakin's age in attack of the clones but um it's just interesting to me like they're probably an I believe they say in some canon material cannot remember which one it is that obi-wan stayed a padawan for far longer than like than is normal um because he was like I don't, Super I don't know. Super senior! Super <laughs> senior.
4: Literally, guys, this is
3: giving me academia anxiety. We can't. But also, parallels between Bell setafar and Obi-Wan no, in, the, okay. in the fact that they both lose
1: everyone they love consistently, it hurts me a lot. Yeah, not Indira I, Stokes. Not
2: Indira. <laughs> not Indira, let's go, guys. My um, Qui-Gon could
3: never be hurt.
2: No. Okay, sorry. I've, I've talked about this before. I do think that Loden and Belle are, like, if... Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan talked about issues that hurt them, and then Qui-Gon was like, What if I shoved you off a cliff? That is like that is
1: the vibe.
3: To be be fair, that
1: is Qui-Gon's canonical vibe. Yeah,
2: yeah, but I think it's also that Obi-Wan is receptive to that. That he's like, Okay, this is fine. It's fine. I'm learning how to flop fall. Anyways, point is Learning how to flop. (laughs) Learning how to flop. That's so true. I one would argue that getting a padawan when you just were knighted at the age
1: of 25 and you're getting a nine-year-old padawan that's kind of a flop era i did want to say um the quote earlier we were talking about rail avaross so rail rail avaross dooku's first padawan qui-gon's older brother like he's kind of in the story of master and apprentice to kind of almost be like a political foil to qui-gon like to show the the jedi have different ideas politically and philosophically um a lot like the higher republic actually um but uh the quote comes from actually a conversation that they have um and i just um it, it's quite good where basically um uh rail is like you know it means the darkness would be just as strong as the light. It doesn't matter which side we choose. Blah, 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 blah. He's very nihilist. <laughs> nihil. Um, and... <laughs> We can't keep doing this. And uh, Qui-Gon says, It matters, it matters which side we choose, even if there will never be more light than darkness, even if there can be no more joy in the galaxy than there is pain for every action we undertake and for every word we speak, for every life we touch, it matters. I don't turn toward the light because it means someday I'll win some sort of cosmic game. I turn toward it because it is the light. The sleigh that that is? Like, it. when he said that, I was like, that's the thesis of Star Wars. Qui-Gon, I love you so much. <laughs> holy so shit
2: true. it's such a shame he dies in a passion
1: in the phantom menace <laughs> literally literally um i because will talk- he
3: fell on his tail like that's ridiculous <laughs>
1: i just when i th- when i think about that idea i just think like i'm sure that's going to be a prevailing idea in the in the obi-wan series as well as like um you know when all hope is lost like what the fuck is the point is going to be that kind of deal anyway um i Obi-Wan- just made myself
3: sad obi-wan's manic depression era i can't wait Literally.
2: Obi-Wan- I almost said Obi-Wan Vitus, what the fuck? Obi-Wan has <gasps> run into the
1: woods. No. To be. Actually, um, what if Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan is a, a
3: Comeback stand instead of a so Stone stand? Why does- why can't he stand both of them? That's he stans them and their love. Oh <laughs> my anyway, god,
1: young Obi-Wan wrote Mac fan fanfiction.
2: <laughs> Anyways, I have to finish talking about The Phantom Menace, because I was about 30 seconds into talking about it. Sorry! In The Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan Kenobi is an adult Padawan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his master is like, okay, we're doing little fun games. <laughs> little fun games, which is to say stopping a trade dispute. Anyways, the girlies are trying to help Naboo end up um, working with Padme Amidala.
3: Shout um, out to
1: Queen's <laughs> Peril.
2: So true. Um, And Obi-Wan, I don't want to say he has like not a huge role in this movie because he has a very pivotal role at the end there, but like for the most part, he is just like, Hey guys, it's me, Obi-Wan. I'm on this ship with all the handmaidens and Padme and Qui-Gon are going into town without me
1: with my little stupid little
3: haircut. (laughs) I will say um, I like, I actually quite enjoy the Phantom Menace as a movie. It is one that I grew up with, Um, but something that I think is very funny about it. um, And this is going to make a lot of the girlies upset. Ewan McGregor without a beard scares me a lot. Obi-Wan in that movie, like, visually, he just terrifies me for some reason. Every time he's on screen, I'm like, I feel like I need to look away out of respect.
1: I can't with
3: you. Like, I just don't no, like I his- No, I get that, Ollie. Thank you. I just don't- The baby face freaks me out. I'm like, you're too old to look like that. Stop it. Anyway, that's my Except thought about Obi-Wan. I'm pretty Obi-Wan sure Ewan
4: McGregor was like- <laughs> 24 25, when they yeah. filmed that, so As, no, but that's what I'm saying is I'm like, Sir, you are
3: too old to have a baby face, and it's troubling to me.
2: Fun fact about you and McGregor he and I have the same birthday, so Slay, slay. anyways. The Phantom Menace is a movie that Obi Wan Kenobi is in. <laughs> um, he is certainly there. He ends up having to fight one Darth Maul, um, because. Mr. Qui-Gon Jinn, why did I say it like that? Whoa, okay. Mr. Qui-Gon, <laughs> Mr. Oh, you Qui-Gon Jinn, <laughs> oh, Mr.
3: Qui-Gon, you mean that? Oh, it's it. <laughs> well, literally you Anakin. The plot of Master and Apprentice. <laughs> so, The Phantom Menace is a movie where Obi-Wan is an adult. Padawan.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, I mean,
3: literally, if his role in this
2: movie is like I'm an adult Padawan. Um, <laughs> I'm certainly here while things are happening. Uh-oh, my my father figure, my bestie, Qui-Gon Jin just got stabbed in a passion. Guess I'm going to have to fucking kill this bitch. Um and then he does chop Darth Maul in half, sees. So, oopsies. And then he's like, "Wait, I do have a 9-year-old child, I guess, who is my my new little bestie." Um I guess that everything worked out because things were going to get messy there for a second because Qui-Gon takes Anakin in, right? And he's like to the council like, "Hey guys, this is my new best friend, Anakin Skywalker. Here's also my Padawan, Obi Wan Kenobi. I can't have both of them at the same time as my Padawan, so, like, it's whatever. We'll figure, we'll burn that bridge when we get there. And then he burns the bridge that is his body, I suppose um
0: no <laughs> um, you're done
2: is that not what happens in the movie
0: you're right? done no i mean it's completely right his quite he got roasted <laughs> his
1: quite
4: his quite, his... quite, <laughs> quite oh my god it. we can't keep getting away with this <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like Mall, who's his whole malicey got like cut, in half. Yeah, like, cut off
0: to... exactly <laughs> it could be so much worse he, oh, dropped, he he literally no, his taint fell out down a hole in the boo and, he died.
3: and it lo- it was lost <laughs> forever. He never got his taint yeah, back. He no he what though? I will it. say it's really good that Savage was able to get Maul back to the Night Sisters so Mother Towson could make him a new taint.
4: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you really, gonna... really, okay.
0: really I, we've and rounds we've, we've, and prosthetics being made in the Star Wars universe.
1: We, we've talked it before about how Obi Wan is a trans ally and he gave Maul bottom
3: surgery. So, so
1: you know. I I love gender affirming
2: healthcare. a lightsaber anakin becomes obi-wan's padawan it's a weird thing of like he's like okay first of all most of the time padawans do not come to you at nine years old so that's interesting that's fun um followed by this is a child who was not raised in the order so there are complications that come with that um but because qui-gon believed in anakin obi-wan will believe in anakin and, and care for him that is basically where we end off in in the phantom menace um
1: there's the orb pondering the orb not the orb <laughs> um yeah after that there's a comic called obi-wan and anakin that is actually one of my favorite comics um because it puts it puts down a lot of rumors namely one about mace windu about like oh that nobody else cared about anakin whatever like other jedi tried like in that can- comic i remember mace windu being like hey palpatine maybe you shouldn't talk to this child and palpatine basically be like i pay your bills i can do whatever i want i can groom children and you're like holy shit this is crazy um it's a really good comic i very much recommend it um but i think a a thing that characterizes all of these media master master and apprentice the comic um the end of the phantom menace uh and brotherhood that i just read is that they are like times of transition um for them and in the comic it's very much like obi-wan struggling with like i don't know if it's like now he's in his early 30s or whatever but he's struggling with parenting a child and he still hasn't figured out his own shit himself he's very much uh like I I don't know what to do with him I believe Anakin briefly considers leaving the order when he's like 12 and I, in that comic I want to say it's a bit of a bit of a canton moment one might say um <laughs> it is the first of several moments of him being like I I I don't know who I am, and I have to take care of this kid who doesn't know who he is. And I'm really alone, and I'm really scared, and everybody else, like, nobody's helping me. And that's also why I always, like, defend Obi-Wan, too. I'm like, he was literally just a little guy given a child. And not that Anakin was, like, difficult, but that, like, it was a specifically difficult job. And they're like, have at it! Um, so... (laughs) No, okay, it's literally... Obi-Wan Kenobi fucking
2: grad doesn't even graduate college. He's fucking in his student teaching t- era and he's given a child who has never been in a school and they're like, okay, he needs to be reading at a middle school level by tomorrow. Goodbye. Like, okay, that's a lot of things for that one gentleman to have to endure. Great. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Any resources? No, yeah. because Palpatine is like, he hee 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 hee. You bitches
1: are going to hate the rest of your lives. Yeah, and, and also, like, and also the kid is, like, special. He's, like, incre- he's incredibly gifted. He's so neurodivergent it's, like, and a minor. He's literally neurodivergent and a Like, Obi-Wan is going through his, like, midlife, maybe I'm neurodivergent moment. And then they're, like, here's a neurodivergent child, also who is a genius. And you're, like, huh? <laughs> so, I don't know. In this Obi-Wan, era
3: no, Obi-Wan had just taken the Radzar and gotten, like, a 195. And then... He was like, oh, I should probably deal with that. And then they were like, here's a child. And he's like, I will not be dealing with that right now, actually.
1: In that sense, then we finally get to Attack of the Clones. And in Attack of the Clones, at this point, um, Obi-Wan is in his early 30s, mid 30s. um, And uh, Anakin is 19 and an older Padawan, and um, this is when we have the start of the war, and we have um, Obi-Wan being like, hmm, his attachment to Padme is a little off. That's a problem for later me. <laughs> um, that's a problem for later me, because we are about to get into a war. Um, they have really weird interactions with Dooku, which is very funny, because it's like, war with Grandpa, literally. <laughs> like, they're like hey here's your grandpa you've never met um (laughs) he's crazy and he tried to kill you (laughs) again it's one of these transition periods it's very typical of all of these things it's like when Anakin and Obi-Wan are separated thing bad things happen when they're together it's fine but they're separated and then Anakin's like what if I got married (laughs) and Obi-Wan is not there to be like huh (laughs) um although Obi-Wan what did you think was gonna happen? Quickly. Um. <laughs> I do like the idea of Anakin
2: and Padme going to um, Naboo Vegas um, to hide away.
3: <laughs> and she's like,
2: "Do you want to get married?" And he's like, "Sure." My droids hey. can be the maid maids of honor.
3: I also do very much like the idea because, like, it's kind of implied. Like Obi Wan knows that Anakin and Padme are like kind of, you know, bumping nasties. So he's like, it's fine. I, I just, I very much like the idea too. And we see this a lot in the Clone which I'm getting a little ahead of myself with, but we do see like, he is like, listen, I'm not saying I like, I'm not telling you what to do, but just like, keep in mind not to get too attached. Like, just keep in mind that you it's, it's about like, don't become possessive so I think it's really interesting. Like, I think that that is a really good highlight and why I think the my, once again, unfortunately my pitch is that I do think that the, the last Clovis arc from the Clone Wars is essential reading um, for Star Wars. But that being said, I do think it's interesting to see Obi-Wan like, it, and I think we get a glimpse of it in Attack of the Clones, kind of contextualize that thought process behind like, well, what is a good, healthy amount of attachment And he's also saying, like, I'm giving Anakin the space to make that decision for himself. So that's actually a pretty central um, thing in the Brotherhood novel. I don't want to give away too
1: many spoilers, but um, it connects really well with Master and Apprentice and um, other stuff. Like, it's about kind of their transition from being, like, your teacher and your mentor to being equals. And... Again, they're both in this, this period of, again, having a mid, he's having a bit of a midlife crisis where he's been put on the council and he's like, I don't know if I'm good enough for this. And Anakin, who is always sure of himself, is not sure of himself for the first time when he's made into a Jedi Knight. And they're both in this place and then they're thrown into it in a war. And something that's really big in, in Brotherhood is that they both think about Qui-Gon a lot it's actually very sad um Anakin thinks about Qui-Gon a lot actually in Queen's Hope as well but they both think about Qui-Gon a lot and Obi-Wan thinks of like he's like there's a lot of like I couldn't be what Anakin needed which was Qui-Gon and I don't know how to be like him um in that like he understood like being able to connect with people and not being able to connect with people in an empathetic way but also not form unhealthy attachments, something that Anakin needs and I haven't figured that out because I have so much shit in my perfectionism in myself and it's it's crazy in there and at, at the end, I, this is not as much a spoiler, this is kind of a thematic thing, but at the end you have this very, very sad moment where Obi-Wan actually listened to a speech from Satine and he's like in his head thinking about her whatever and he has this moment of like Qui-Gon thought about the world different than I did and he was able to not form attachments but be able to think about like think about attachment and stuff differently than me and that's obviously what Anakin needed and you know if he were still around and or if I had made a different choice with Satine what you know would I have been able to balance those things um and how would that be today and then he looks at then he looks at Anakin and he's like maybe then I could have been what, what he needed, whatever, and you're like, oh my god, Jesus fucking Christ, this, this shit hurted. That's also the point in the, in the book where they're like, and they're like brothers because they both consider Qui-Gon to be like a father. Um, and that's kind of the, I think that's kind of the whole crux of what is sad about Obi-Wan is that he, he was never a father figure to, to, to anakin he could never could be he was just like a brother to him going through similar if parallel struggles and you know he's like oh i failed you i'm the reason i'm whatever and he's like he did you did not fail him it was not your responsibility he's not your kid like he was your brother <laughs> um anyways i'm making myself sad
2: yeah no i, I think that is a totally like the the thing at hand is that qui-gon was the the father and the father that it's not that he prefer, like preferred Anakin or anything, but Obi-Wan has this thought in his head that he's like, oh, I hate to do this because I think this is maybe the most out of character thing I've ever said in my entire life. And like, I think it's going to elicit some very negative reactions from my co-host. It does, unfortunately, kind of remind me of Supernatural. <laughs> 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 in a very evil oh, roundabout way. Um, mostly because I, I don't think John Winchester is. Are like, you person c- it all? I was um, like, "Don't however, insult
1: Clegane like the way, that."
2: However, I do think it is this thing of like the older brother, like having this like complex about the younger brother, having this connection with their father that is not the same. And I'm so sorry that I'm bringing this up. Like, genuinely, cancel me. This is time. It's time.
1: Okay, but but, but I I Mel, I've never been prouder. But also, oh my god, it's this hurts me.
2: Because I'm listening to the Mysteries podcast. <laughs> this, I understood
3: this. Uh, Thinking about Obi-Wan as Dean Winchester has hurt me physically. Oh my god. We can't.
4: No, we can't do that. I'm so sorry. We got to move on. We got to move on to the Clone Wars. Um, um, The Cody watch for Clone Wars is that uh, he is there. He is. Um,
3: And that is something that we really do get in the Clone Wars is we get to see Obi-Wan's relationships, not only with Anakin, because while that is like the central relationship that he has, we also get to see how he interacts with his fellow Jedi. We get to see all all of his interactions with Satine, which really contextualize a lot of the ways that he talks to Anakin about relationships and about attachments. I think that's a really important piece of it as well that we get, is we see that he is like, he chose in my interpretation, he chose not to form that attachment. Like he had the attachment, but he chose not to foster it because he knew it would, he felt it would become possession. Like he felt that he would not be able to control, to control it. And he would not be able to be who he is. And he would not be able to live to his full potential. And I think that that really is interesting in how he color, it, how it colors his reaction to saying like, Anakin, you kind of need to choose your own thing. Cause I made my choice. So it's almost as if he's like, here's your out. Here's your thing that you get to make your decision about.
1: They they tee that up really well in the Brotherhood novel where Obi-Wan is thinking about Satine. He's reminded of of her, whatever. He's thinking of these choices, whatever. And he's like... And the whole time he's been like I need to have a conversation with Anakin of like hey are you okay like what happened on Tatooine like also also just like a hey I know you're a Jedi Knight and that transition is really hard and I want to be here for you and like he 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 keeps thinking of like oh I want to have these conversations with him whatever and then he thinks about Satine and he's like I also and and then he sees Anakin with Padme a couple times and is like hmm there's something there I'm not going to acknowledge it that's a problem for later me but then he goes I need to have that conversation with anakin and he almost does and then he doesn't and for if you've read the if you've watched the clone wars then you know that he does then have that conversation with anakin later and he has been thinking about it and it's interesting to now think that he's been thinking about it for years in the brotherhood novel basically they say like i don't think he ever thought it would become possession i think for him like he thought he was like oh we he says outright he's like we decided the two of us not to because we thought like her people needed her and and whatever. And it wasn't like it was going to become possession. And I think for yeah. him, it wasn't like I didn't think it would become possession for him. It was like, I can't reconcile it with the person that I think I'm supposed to be. Which is then when he's slowly realizing and what he tries to convey to Anakin of you can make your own way. That's your dream dad yeah. <laughs> kind of deal. And the sad part is that Anakin doesn't get it
3: unfortunately (laughs) i think i think it's really interesting is we see a lot the idea obi-wan being like okay everyone can make their own choice but not me i got my own shit i have to do um it's very relatable (laughs) not to me i've never felt pressured to do anything in my life that's a joke anyway um i think something else we get to see in clone wars that i think is an important note is Obi-Wan in connection with the other Jedi and with the council, because I think there's this notion that Obi-Wan is like, he's the ideal Jedi. He's the the council's lapdog. Like there's kind of that interpretation. And I think that in the Clone Wars, he's pretty much like, we see a lot of times where Obi-Wan's like, yeah, maybe I'll just like kind of do my own thing. And I think that it's really, it's really nice and refreshing to see like, yes, he is more in line with the order than someone like Anakin is a lot of the times, but that doesn't mean that he's like, Oh my gosh, the Jedi co- guy's that's against the code.
1: He's just like he actually is living up to in the in the interesting way. He's like, "Oh, I'm never going to live up to Qui-Gon," but in that way he he does. He does. Um and that's exactly what Qui-Gon yeah. would do. In I think, I believe in so, the brotherhood. He's like WWQD. WW no. <laughs> What
3: would Qui-Gon do? He
1: does kind of Why did Judah. you say wait,
3: why'd you put two Ds? QG. Oh, I thought you said Qui- I was Qui-Gon Doodoo. <laughs> anyway. You're done. I'm, I'm channeling sifo right now. You're oh done. When he calls, You're done. When he calls You're done. Oh God. Sifo-Dyas um, Slay. But I think that that's a good thing that we see. Also, his relationship with the clones is nice to see. I think, unfortunately for a show called The Clone Wars, we don't get to see the clones as much as I feel we should. So I would love to have seen just a little more, but like the Ryloth arc, I think is really, really cool. And it colors like how Obi-Wan has structured his battalion and how they respect him and how he actively respects them. I think that it's like a very neat insight. Again, I just like seeing bitches interact. So I thought that I think that's a very fun thing.
1: I think like the one thing that was I I quite liked to the brotherhood novel but the one huge thing that was missing and I do not think that it's the writer's fault because I think that the clones at this point they are Dave Filoni's little guys so they're very much off limits was the establishment of that relationship with the clones because it's very interesting and also like they have a very interesting conception of brotherhood and what that means and like figuring out who you are as a person who you are as an individual and how you are in the collective as a brother and the parallels of that with anakin and obi-wan trying to figure out how they relate to the collective of the jedi and to each other would have been very interesting and is very interesting when you see it in the clone wars so seeing how that began i think would have been really great and been able to flesh out obi-wan and anakin's characters very much because the book was about them because for me like by the end of the clone wars it is really like rex and ahsoka who have the close relationship but like rex and anakin have a very close relationship obviously cody and i know we want to do as well but we never get enough of that and i will never shut up about it
3: but like um i mean unfortunately it is just that george lucas was like i'm tired of this one literally i don't feel like doing it anymore literally Um, like
1: i want to know how does does rex
3: know that that he became vader that 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 anakin became vader like does Oh, I was talking about Cody. Oh, no. Well, but George Lucas was just like, I'm done with him. Yeah, I'm I'm very sad about that. I, I think that with the- It's
1: I literally think...
4: the, the meme of like Andy. Being <laughs> Andy like, Peterson. I don't want
3: to play with you
4: anymore.
3: <laughs> no, literally. It's nice to see Obi-Wan have relationships, I think, with people who aren't Anakin. Not that I don't think it's valuable, but speaking of Anakin, I also think that this really deepens like his relationship with Anakin and it shows why it is so much more tragic this is one thing I'm excited for about like the Obi-Wan Kenobi show is I know that Darth Vader is going to be in it, but I'm excited to see who Obi-Wan is when he is not constantly being like, what's Anakin doing? Um, but I think something that we see is like one arc that I also think is essential reading is the Racco Hardeen arc, because I think that there's a lot of times where it's like, well, dang, Anakin turns on Obi-Wan real fast. And I agree. Like, I think that it is, he hit, in Revenge This is he hits a breaking point. Right. But I think that Having little moments like that where it's like clearly Obi-Wan still very much cares about Anakin, but Obi-Wan has this tie to his duty that Anakin just doesn't quite always have, or he views it in a different way. That arc really does exemplify like Anakin's issues with the Jedi Order, and then Anakin's issues with Obi-Wan being like hey, dude, you know that that was like a stupid thing to do and you didn't have to do that. And he's like, well, cool, but I actually have an idea of what I should be doing. So I do have to do that. And also Chief Palpatine is is maybe pulling some strings here, my dear. What's
1: interesting about that arc is it follows that same theme of whenever they are separated, that's when bad things happen. That's when the misunderstandings happen or differences in philosophy or whatever, because one thing that I've liked across a couple pieces of media, not just the l- latest two books or whatever, is this feeling of like, Anakin makes some stupid choices and has some stupid ideas, but he has the potential to not. He has the potential to learn and grow, and he is consistently... they. Palpatine consistently makes it so that he is isolated, so that he is rooted even further and further in his beliefs that are wrong, and so that the people around him whose beliefs are are evolving, like Padme figuring out, like, hmm, there's something off about this war, or Obi-Wan, who we see it in the Brotherhood novel, we see it starting in the Clone Wars, we see it in a couple different places, uh, being like, hmm, there's something off here. He is consistently isolated so that he doesn't go on that same, same journey and what's interesting is like they consistently have these moments of like you know this is something that we should talk about and and that i want to talk about uh both anakin and obi-wan and padme um but they're like we just don't have time to talk about it um we do want to be mature adults and talk about it we just don't and maybe then Anakin would have changed his mind or been on a different path. And that's kind of a part of the the tragedy of it all. Um, and the, the Reiko Ardeen arc, I feel is the biggest example of that, like when it hits the breaking point, the smaller one that, that I think is a breaking point, And that's to me, I think is a breaking point of like, a lot of people often say, this is like, oh, this makes Revenge of the Sith make a lot more sense is actually the Ahsoka leaving arc one of oh, one of my favorite obi-wan moments is so small and you have to point it out to people which is when ahsoka leaves and anakin runs after her obi-wan tries to as well and somebody puts a hand on his shoulder and stops him somebody on the jedi council stops him from
3: from going i do after believe it. it is it is plocoon it's P- Plo Koon. what the fuck? um I, I think that that makes sense i think that is the thing that I will say about the Clone Wars is that we have a lot of opportunities for Ahsoka and Obi-Wan to be besties and see what they're really like together. And we don't a lot. I think that the parts that we do are really helpful, but like the, in the Mortis arc when they're just kind of two pretty best friends. I think it's very fun. I would like to see more of them. That is, I think, a lot of my not necessary complaint about the Clone Wars, um, but I think it is clear that. Obi-Wan has episodes that are about him, but narratively speaking, there aren't a lot of like overarching, like there are not a lot of huge character arcs and changes that he goes through. Unlike Anakin, obviously, and obviously Ahsoka and Rex and other main characters. Obi-Wan, I feel is almost like the consistent person there. Because I think the reason for that is that Obi-Wan's main character, like developments happen in the movies where he, I think he is very much someone who is like, Okay, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm good. Until I'm not. But then I'm good yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Brotherhood novel
1: comes like right after Attack of the Clones. And like that's that's like right his like big moment of like, ah shit, who am I? What am I doing? What, whatever. And then, you know, it's a couple years. And then we see him again in uh in Revenge of the Sith, or actually I'm sorry, in the Battle of Christophsis at the beginning of the Clone Wars, and he's like, This is where I'm at. Um That would be as and-
3: crazy. The Clone Wars movie, the Clone Wars. You movie guys is haven't crazy. seen that. That movie's
1: crazy. Um, it's also crazy. I, I'm so sorry. I've been talking about the the Brotherhood novel a lot. I I will not only because Ventress is in it a lot, and so thinking about how that's the first time he meets Ventress, and then I don't know if it's the next time he sees her or whatever is in the Clone Wars movie is fucking hilarious. Um, because their encounter in the Clone Wars movie is very funny. Whenever I think about Obi Wan and Ahsoka, I get sad and it is one of my favorite relationships in star wars and it is also my main critique of the clone wars is that they don't i do believe that they have the same problem as padme and ahsoka um i joked about this on gold squadron gaze of of Ah ahsoka and thrawn even of like the two of them are too capable if they spent too much time together the entire story would fall apart um (laughs) you if you had them like in the mortis arc like they were getting shit done like you, you can't put them together too much. I think about that moment where they stopped him running after her and I maybe for Plo Koon it was kind of a moment of like, hey this is a moment that Anakin has to have with his Padawan, but um, I think for Obi-Wan it's very much of like, he has realized Anakin is my equal and my brother and he doesn't get another Padawan after that and he never got to be like a full adult himself and now he's a master whatever and he's like, he considers Ahsoka to be his sister as well. And here's what I'll say. No clone mention in the Obi-Wan series is going to make me as in want to kill someone. No mention or acknowledgement of Ahsoka? That's where I will draw the line. I mean, Padmé will piss me off, but Ahsoka? The whole th- the whole thing is supposed to be about, you know, how he has lost a brother or whatever, and I know that we've already dealt with Ahsoka and Anakin's relationship in Rebels. And and in the Clone Wars, like, she she says, like, she says, my brother Anakin, but she also says, I know in the book, she says, like, my family. She says, Obi-Wan and Anakin. Like, I,
3: it's very important to me that their relationship is, is, is acknowledged. I think that the Clone Wars ends, like, we, obviously, Obi-Wan doesn't get, like, a super concise, like, ending in the Clone Wars because it takes place at the same time as Revenge of the Sith, so that's the real ending there. Um, but I really, I, I really like Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars because I think it, it gives you a look into like what, like his MO, like, it's not just like, oh, here's him in like the most stressful moments of his life. It is like, here's some pretty stressful moments, but also here's how he is like operating. And it's just like, how is that little guy processing things? I love that. Do you want to talk about what happens at the same time? What, what he is doing during the, the, um, all, all of the issues happening in season seven of the Clone Wars in the last arc.
0: So I'm just going to bring us the Revenge of the Sith, which uh, thankfully there's not like it's not a heavy plot to explain. I'm pretty sure everybody who's seen Star Wars knows about it. But the gist of it is the last time that we see Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars, he is talking to Ahsoka because he's like, hey, we think we know where General Grievous is. Also, you should capture them all. Okay, bye. And she's like, hey, tell Anakin I said I said hello. And he's like, I definitely will. And then they never, they, they do not speak he, up says, that. he
2: says hello there, in a sense.
0: <laughs> so true. Oh. Um, in actual Orange of the Sith, the movie, which is so, season seven of the Clone Wars, I believe you can insert that last arc like like halfway through the movie, um, like inter- intermittently, but like that card is about halfway because basically Wan and Anakin are like, oh no, Chancellor Palpatine got captured by Grandpa. We have to go are both of our geriatric friends. And then Anakin is like, I'm going to be a problem and I'm going to be the French and I'm going to use the guillotine. And he cuts off Count Dooku's head and he dies. And then Obi-Wan's like, no, please don't join the revolution. And Anakin's like, I don't care. And they move on. And then, War with um, Grandpa. They, yeah, well, and then Grandpa dies. Uh, his head rolls across the floor and he's gone forever. So, oh, well. <laughs>
2: the and alternate then... ending for War with Grandpa. Sorry. So War with true. Grandpa A.U. <laughs> <A. U. laughs>
0: Robert De Niro's
3: so head has been true. removed
0: from his shoulders. Yeah, they crash land a ship. Grievous has asthma still. And then he has to deal with that. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: <laughs> grievous has asthma it's so funny I, to me I, I like that you've said he that
2: does. He, yeah but i like that you've implied that uh, that obi-wan is fixing quote-unquote uh yeah grievous asthma by killing him
0: we haven't done have asthma yet. anymore <laughs> yeah asthma cured no they crash the ship obi-wan makes a joke about a number of times that anakin saved his life and then we don't he's like yeah We've been friends for a while. And then they go up into the sunset. The long... Int- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll just put it in the chat. The one <laughs> permanent cure for asthma. Death. Yeah. The whole gist of this movie is that Obi-Wan goes off to deal with um, Grievous and Anakin's like, I'm really busy. Sorry. Um, and then, honestly, the only big scene of note that I want to talk about from this movie is not Hello There, which I know it's like the most famous movie. However, when... Obi-Wan goes to Padme to confront her vis-a-vis her relationship with Anakin. The expression that Ewan McGregor does, he's like, Anakin is the father, isn't he? But his face is like, tragic. Like, not in like a, I'm sad you're pregnant way, in, in a, I'm really sorry it's Anakin's baby that you're carrying. I mean, and was he wrong? No. Um, it is deeply, deeply funny. And then Obi-Wan does go and he deals with Grievous. Grievous dies in a passion. He does explode. It's my favorite thing that happens in this movie because Obi-Wan shoots
4: him. And then and doesn't he like, fucking say like, so uncivilized? So
0: uncivilized, yeah. Keeping so uncivilized. It aside. yeah and then he
4: does try
2: to kick a Grievous.
0: Yeah.
3: That shit and was so he funny. then shatters his
0: knee, unfortunately. That is,
3: that is the best part of Revenge of the Sins. People are like, oh, Revenge of the Sins is an underrated masterpiece. I'm like, yes. The part where Obi-Wan hits his shin really hard is Oscar-worthy.
0: Well, and they edited this out. I don't know why, but I actually did get a recent clip of it where um, there's about an hour of footage of Obi-Wan in a pink cast and he goes around and has the Jedi Council sign it, but they didn't show um, it for okay. some reason. Yeah. Also, that's followed
4: so by- sad.
2: I did. I was so afraid you were going to make another taint joke that you were going to say, Grievous literally. taint. <laughs> I was so weird.
0: He didn't fall in awesome. his taint though. He did break his shin open, but like he didn't fall his, his taint. His <laughs> grievousy, no. grievousy,
2: no,
3: his cybergussy. Okay, he
0: didn't even kick him in the grievousy. Okay, he kicked him in the leg. Let's be clear about anatomy, his legacy? Right? Yeah, exactly. No, his legacy. look-see. Yeah. Isn't Lucy?
4: that the bitch no. from that from that <laughs> anime
0: from okay. One Piece?
2: No, I fear. I know. I'm, I'm having another thing. Of where I am, like, knowing things about fandoms I'm not a part of. Are you talking about B stars? Yes. Oh, look oh,
0: at oh oh
3: Yes. <laughs> Damn, am I, do I, is there something obsessed. wrong with me? Am I the problem? <laughs> yes. I
0: mean, I'm, I'm the one saying the word <laughs> Thank Lucy, you. so I feel Thank like God, maybe Mel I is. should be put on trial here.
3: Thank God Mel is here, because I fear you guys just don't get me.
0: <laughs> uh. So, spoiler alert for Revenge of the Sith, in case you haven't seen it, tune out now. But Wait, um... wait, wait, I
3: haven't seen it. Let me leave the call.
0: Okay. All right, now that Ollie's out of here. So the ending of Run to the Sith, uh, basically Anakin's like, "La, I've been manipulated. And he turns to the dark side in a passion. And then I almost said General Grievous again. I'm a fake Star Wars fan. That's really great. Uh, Chancellor Palpatine is like, uh this attack on my life has left me scarred and deformed. He ruins democracy forever. Hadme has the best quote in this entire fucking franchise, and no one would ever respects her for it. Natalie Portman, my Jewish icon, I think about you every day. She says, This hella dies with thunderous applause. It's very slay. And then Anakin's like, blah, I'm evil now. And he turns to the dark side and Chancellor Palpatine executes all the Jedi by Order 66. Cody hands Obi-Wan his lightsaber. And then immediately murders him, like, maybe 12 seconds later. It is my favorite it's homophobic. progression of any scene. He was, hogging the, really no,
3: he was hogging the blankets the night before.
0: Yeah. He it, said, i uh, waiting for an opportunity. At this point, he was like, you don't even have, he didn't even pick up the call. Like, they edited it in to make it more convincing, but there was no, Cody never received Order 66. He just thought, well. Cody was know, just like, I'm mentioned. tired of Obi-Wan. <laughs> Exactly. He, said, he yeah. said,
3: I think we, I think we should break up, but I don't know how to approach the topic. So I'm just going <laughs> to shoot him off the side of a wall. Cody's, Cody's the never heard perma- of ghosting someone. The
4: one permanent cure
3: for breaking up with someone. <laughs> he Cody, said- Derek, Cody misunderstood what ghosting is. Exactly. He's like, you create yeah. a ghost, correct?
0: It's close enough. Um, he shoots Obi-Wan off a wall while he's climbing with a giant lizard. And then that lizard falls into the ocean and dies in a passion. And then Obi-Wan swims away because he's he's too slay for water, so he doesn't, he's like, All right, I got this. Unlike Stellan uh, Geo's.
4: <laughs> no, because <laughs> Stellan's fine.
3: No, if... Stellan swam to the shore and then Komak came and picked him up, But now they're fine. What
0: about it? What about it instead of the shape of water? It was the sleigh of water. So anyway, true. I, <laughs> I hate <laughs> you. Obi-Wan goes back to the Jedi Temple. Uh he and he and Yoda are like, We have to go into the Jedi Temple and look at the archives, and that's when they see Anakin murdering children out of passion. And Obi-Wan's like, Well, someone has to deal with this. Uh, you may notice that I've told this movie entirely out of order, and I'm leaving it up to the viewers at home to put it in the correct chronological space because I didn't yeah. want to.
4: I, Does it I, not to Not to interject, but real quick, I just want to say in the Revenge of the Sith novelization, there is the moment describing like Obi-Wan and Yoda sneaking into the Jedi Temple, and Obi-Wan like pretending fucking Yoda's like a baby, and then. I'm pretty sure he's like talking in a really like weird accent. He's just like Jedi yeah. baby in it. The clone troopers there, are just like, what the f- <laughs> what the fuck kind of baby is that? It's like it's just Jedi baby, and then they do, I'm pretty sure, like either kill or knock them out. I, it could
0: be either way.
2: They murk some bitches, it's quite dark.
0: Yeah, they do die in a passion. Um, but they find the video of, of Anakin being like, blah, I'm evil, and then uh Obi-Wan's like, we have to deal with this. Um, so Obi-Wan takes Padme and Padme is like, I'll drive. I have a way nicer car than you. Cause I feel like Obi-Wan drives like a PT cruiser and she's like, I'm not going, I'm not going to move so far in that.
3: He has, he, okay. He drives a PT cruiser. Uh, and this, when I was in college, there was someone who drove a PT cruiser on my campus and they had a bumper sticker that said in quotes, it said, wow, that's a really cool PT cruiser. And that is nobody. And I'm like, that yeah. is, he has that on his
0: car. Yeah, I mean, he may has, may I, he's self-aware. Also propose, um, may also propose Prius driver Obi-Wan Kenobi. I feel Absolutely. either of those are appropriate. The point is that Padme's like, I wouldn't be caught dead in that. We're taking my nicer car. So they do. And then Obi-Wan shows up with Anakin. It's good for he's in like a little chamber. I don't know why he got in there when the ship took off. Like she knew he was there. And then basically Anakin's like, I'm evil now. So I'm going to choke my wife. And then he does. And Obi-Wan's like, put her down and then uh, Anakin does and they fight and then eventually Anakin dies into passion in lava. That's the story of Revenge of the Sith. It's not in the correct order. It is also not a faithful or good retelling but I think what I want to point out about Obi-Wan's character is that he is a man of great, great tragedy and I do appreciate about that. I I mean, I don't think that he's pitiful per se but like he's a little pitiful in like kind of like a slutty way.
3: (laughs) You know, he's, you know, listen, I'm just saying, we know that Luke and Leo when he brings, when he brings Luke to the Lars homestead, that baby is at least like four months old. I'm just saying he stayed there.
0: Yeah.
3: He, he stayed on Alderaan for a little while, just whoring it up before he went. I he was, so that is my I belief. so
0: completely. Um. Yeah. I think what he I like about. polycule hopping. Um, and honestly, not homie not hopper so drama. he
3: is a homie hopper. He went from, from
4: Bale and Brea to Owen and Beru. Obi-Wan, like, homie-hopping. This is why, like, Uncle Owen in, like, the Kenobi trailer- Had a messy breakup! Yeah, they had a messy breakup because Owen found out about Obi-Wan's homie-hopping and he's just like, wow, you whore. Obi-Wan being a very tragic
1: figure, he's in that, like, Hall of Fame of Star Wars characters who have lost literally fucking everybody, which is, like, Chewbacca, Leia, Obi-Wan- (laughs) R2D2. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Well, I mean, th- everybody has lost somebody, but like I mean everybody in their life. It's just like Garas Zaparello. No, so true. he still has he still has family around him whatever. Not 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 pre-rebel. <laughs> Obi-Wan fucking dies alone. Chewbacca outlands. Everybody point. Obi-Wan does
0: not die alone, there are other people trying to kill him.
3: Anakin's literally right there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Done. I'm sorry that you're invalidating Anakin Skywalker's personhood. While actually, I'm I'm decanonizing Kenobi. a new hope. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Obi Wan died peacefully in
3: his sleep. Actually, is the funny thing.
0: Obi Wan does bisect his former apprentice, which is really funny. Um, I also love this moment because of the fact that Anakin's like, I can I'm gonna fight, and Obi Wan's like, don't try it, and he's like, basically, if Anakin is fuck around, Obi Wan is fu- is find out, and that is very much what happens there. Anakin gets chopped in half. And then, and here's my thing. I'm going to judge Obi-Wan a little bit um, because I know that it must be pretty hard to kill your former apprentice slash figure that you consider your brother. But if you've already chopped him in half and removed two of his limbs, you really couldn't have finished the job. Like even maybe like a slight nudge into a river of lava. That was too hard for you. No, That was too far.
3: I feel like leaving him to burn feels crueler. Well, I, I do believe that Palpatine brings that
1: up or something to Vader. I might have been dreaming this out, but because uh, I've read a lot and I don't remember, but like where he's like, he could have put you out of your misery, but he didn't because he fucking hated you. And Anakin's like, yeah, you're right. Uh, but I mean, I think, and I do believe, I want to say in the Ahsoka novel because there are some asides with Obi-Wan where he's like, I did something incredibly cruel and I just left him there and I feel awful. Also, what is it with Obi-Wan and like, literally cutting off people's legs. Like, he
3: just keeps doing it.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's against Lussies, and so he just has to keep removing them at all times. You're done. He's, a, he's,
3: he's he's amateur surgeon. He's trying to diversify his portfolio for if something bad happens to the Jedi. He said, well, at least I have this. All of
4: this could have been avoided if um, Obi-Wan just committed to, like, the, the sad role of all my loved ones die in my arms. Because... Because I guess he didn't love Anakin as much as we think, because he didn't let Anakin just die in his arms. He was like, well, I cut off your limbs and you're on fire. That's, that's good enough. Goodbye.
1: It's because everybody else in his life is like a dog, and then Anakin is like a cat. And he's like, well, you fucked around and you found out you were on the counter- and then you fell!
3: And that's on you! See, you were look, on the counter and then you killed a bunch of literal children.
4: That's on you. See, but like, he learned his lesson because later on with Maul, this is going into Rebels territory now, so let's talk about what what was going on with Obi-Wan in Rebels because he does show up. He did, um, you know, I'm pretty sure, was it like Kanan who contacted Obi-Wan or like somehow?
3: In A New Dawn, Kanan caleb doom is like obi-wan is like oh yeah there's this message that calls everyone back to the temple and he's like wouldn't it be cool if there was a message that could make people leave the temple in case something happened
4: so that's the don't come back to the the temple a go away beacon the go away beacon yeah
1: kanan once again is the biggest brained
4: jedi every single time but yeah uh you know there's obi-wan's little voice in the holocron That's like the first appearance of Obi-Wan in Rebels is Ezra looking in the holocron being like, ah, damn, that's that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. But uh, later on, you know, Ezra and Maul have their little dumb shenanigans and Ezra having visions of Maul and being like, damn, everyone is Maul. I got to (laughs) kill this guy. And they're like, no, Maul is not here you're insane, and Ezra's just like, I gotta get out of here, and he goes to Tatooine, because he's just like, I'm pretty sure, like, Maul's trying to find Obi-Wan Kenobi, even though, like, everyone told me Obi-Wan Kenobi is dead, but I'm pretty sure, like, Maul's trying to find Obi-Wan Kenobi, I gotta stop Maul, I gotta, I gotta kill Maul, and he ends up on Tatooine with Chopper and wandering around the desert. And then Chopper <laughs> overheats and turns off. And is like, damn, we're going to die out here in the middle of the desert on Tatooine. And then Obi-Wan shows up and he's like, hello. <laughs> and He's like aged a billion years because Tatooine, you know, is the beach from old. And he helps Ezra out. And then they're chilling by a campfire. It's somehow nighttime now. Maul shows up and is like, yo, I'm going to kill you. And Obi-Wan's like, not today. And then they're going to fight. And Obi-Wan changes up his style to be more like Qui-Gon's like, fighting style. And then he does finally kill Maul for real this time. Because as you all know, the first time it didn't work. He just He just performed bottom surgery. And this time, unlike what happened with Anakin, he's like, okay, now you die in my arms. <laughs> I'm going to hold you here until you die. And Darth Maul dies. And Ezra is like, oh shit, goodbye. And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> so Ezra leaves to go back to his family. And he like doesn't tell anyone that he met Obi-Wan Kenobi in the middle of the beach from old, yeah. Um, it,
1: it does make me yeah. feel crazy that Ezra like met Obi Wan. Whatever s- talks to, does he talk to Ahsoka? Or no, that's season three. No, he so. doesn't talk to Ahsoka again after that. Well, he sees her in the world between worlds. Yeah, yeah but that's he's not like hey, just so, you know,
4: just so you know, I met Obi-Wan. No, no, just so you know, i met Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: No, it's like she thinks he's dead. Like she uh, until
3: she has always thought I, he's dead. I'm curious how that will play out. Cause I I'm cu- I think it'd be very funny in the Ahsoka show. If she's like, I knew that bitch was alive. I just didn't want to bother him because he was being she's, annoying. He
1: is the original Fulcrum and it, like at the head of intelligence for the repell- for the rebellion. It would be
3: very surprising if she okay. di- didn't. Ahsoka know. Ahsoka being like, I didn't think to check Tatooine because like that's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also I also am obsessed with Ezra just being like, I'm just not gonna tell anyone. And meanwhile, Rex is like. Man, it really is sad that literally everyone I know is dead now. That's so sad. And Ezra's like, yeah, that is really sad. And so, Ahsoka, anyway. who like did find out that uh, uh
1: well she well she she figured it out before she went to 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 Malicor, but like but, who's like, oh, shit, I do believe that uh Vader is Anakin. Nobody has
3: decided to tell Rex this. <laughs> Rex is like,
1: Rex. I don't is-
4: wanna
3: hurt Rex by making him know this stuff. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the idea of Rex being like, "Damn, that bitch was alive after everything we went through." I think we she were didn't... enslaved together, and he didn't even think to call me, and be like, "Hey, the baby's
1: made it." Like, fuck that guy. I think, I think she, I, I think she purposely didn't tell Rex because Rex would have gone and tr- tried to find Vader himself and been like, "What the fuck? Like,
3: what the fuck is wrong with you?" And he would have died on the spot. Vader, whatever, he would have had mental his. He would have been like, "No, Rex," and then just passed away. Yeah,
4: and then. You know, um, old, old Ewan, He after Ezra has gone away, he goes back to like looking out over the, the Lars family homestead and you see young little Luke Skywalker, who is actually, you know, probably like Ezra's age, so he's not even that young. He's like 18. He's like 18, and then he's just watching oh, over them. He's like, them from
1: he's a like distance. 16 at this age.
4: No, because like- Ezra is like... This is like near the end of Rebels already. So, Ezra's already like 18 at this point. He's
1: like maybe this 17. Is season
3: three. So,
1: yeah, yeah, he's like
4: 16, 17 here. I think like No,
0: because
3: <laughs> it, it takes place in four yeah. years. No, that he's and definitely like, he's se- like, like, like older 17 or 18. This does not matter. Okay. Yeah, anywhere.
4: So, fast forward some more. You know, um, this is after Ezra Bridger has disappeared with Drawn. The the Death Star stuff's going on. Uh Leia sends her her gay little droids out to to Tatooine, And R2D2's like beep boop, gotta find Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: Well, there's also the in- the introduction to them is also in, in Rogue One when they're like, ah, oh, the shit is about to hit the fan, and Bail Gone is like, well, Guess gotta, I gotta f- guess gotta I gotta find Obi Wan Kenobi and and old Mon Mothma turns to him and is like, I guess it's time to pull the last thing out out of the chamber and he's like, I gotta send the person I, I trust the most, which is obviously Leia, and then that's why and like so he is he's mentioned in Rogue One. Um, okay, and then yeah, you know
4: they're in the desert. Um, <laughs> were they? I, I fucking it's been a while since I watched The New Hope. Pretty sure like the <laughs> the Jawas or something take them and then they're trying to sell them <laughs> and Owen Lars is like yeah we need a, a new <laughs> a new little droid so we'll take this one droid but then the droid fucking explodes <laughs> so he's like oh never mind I'll get this other droid and then Luke meets <laughs> R2-D2 and C-3PO and just like damn okay hey and R2-D2 is like I gotta get the fuck out of here, and starts wandering off, and Luke is like, where the fuck did the droid go? And C-3PO is just like, he ran off into the desert, so they go off to follow R2-D2, because Luke is like, hey, yo, you can't be leaving, I'm gonna get in trouble. And then, were they getting, like, were they gonna get attacked, and then Obi-Wan shows up, and it's like, "No, Luke
3: gets gets his shit rocked by by a Tusken, and then Obi-Wan shows up, and he's like, in, in, the Tuscan language is like, sorry about my stupid little guy. If you guys could fuck off, that would be awesome.
4: Thank you. Yeah. And then Luke is like, oh, you're you're old Ben, you're old Ben Kenobi. You're the the weirdo who lives in the middle of the desert. And then they they go off and <laughs> do some things. Like they go to his house and he like tells them about house. the Jedi. <laughs> Just some things. Yeah.
1: Um he hands him a lightsaber that he directly points at his face.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it's so slay of Jess and I to be recounting these movies, having frankly no concept of what the actual plot is. I mean, so
4: then Luke has to be with Obi-Wan. And they're like, We gotta get the fuck out of here because the you know, the Imperials are looking for your little your gay little droids. And then they go to town and they end up meeting Han Solo and Chewbacca so you know Chewbacca and his fucked up little dog and they're like oh yeah we can we can help you get off tatooine and so they do <laughs> this this scene in the cantina is also
1: one of my favorite obi-wan moments and it very much ties with the clone wars because he's like yeah i've been hiding as a jedi for god knows how many years but and fuck it i'm just gonna whip out my lightsaber in
3: the bar (laughs) who gives a shit i was like this he's lost the ability to give a fuck no this (laughs) is i think thank you i think this is thematically something like a big thing about obi-wan that i think is a departure and i'm interested to see how they rectify it not necessarily rectify but how they explain it in the show um is that obi-wan in this is literally just like yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Luke is old enough to learn. And and he's he's gotten the message that's like, oh, they're calling me. I don't need to hide anymore. I can just be like, whatever the fuck I'm sending the boy. And I think that it's cool that we see that throughout the rest of the movie is Obi-Wan up until he basically perishes, just being like, Luke, I'm putting all my cards in you. I fear I do not have longer for this earth. And then even after he passes, he's like, bestie, you did not grow up with the. I raised one. I raised one little guy who'd never been with the Jedi Order before to be a Jedi. I'm gonna do it with you too. You're gonna have to do it better than the other
4: guy.
2: And then he does. Each. Yeah. Yeah. And then
4: he fucking flies the slays. Millennium Falcon, and he's making Luke do all the little, the little Jedi training with the lightsaber. He's like, okay, no using your eyes. And then you know he finally meets Vader. And they have their little moment. He calls him Obi-Wan- Darth. <laughs> God. Obi-Wan does perish at the end of that fight. But it's wild because, you know, he just, like, disappears. His cloak drops and Vader kind of just, like, stares at it like, what the fuck just happened? Why did this man just fully disappear? I'm sure that's and the thing that they're,
1: they're going to cover in the in this series is, you know, you have to have, like, like yoda you have to have and qui-gon you have to have like gone through some well qui-gon never got to do it like fully but you have to have gone through some like trials and connected with the living yeah the force ghost pre-death training um and i believe that that much like the thing in season six of the clone wars that yoda does i believe that is what obi-wan's little vision time
3: in the caves is gonna be i also think just to kind of mention like even in death like after he perishes, he still reaches out to be like, Hey Luke. Um, so the Jedi, we had our issues. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's not really our, like all of it was not really our fault because the Sith, the Sith are bad. Um, so please do fix things. Um, you don't have to grow up to be your father, but also you need to learn to, you know, not have attachments and you need to learn to also be compassionate but I'm also not gonna give you the same speech I gave your dad. I learned my lesson on that one. And I think that it is just very nice to see like, it, like it's cool to see Obi-Wan like in the end, but for like original in Star Wars chronologically, like it is the beginning for him because this is like, that is who the character was. So it's basically all of this is building up to see like what made him this way. And I think it's really neat. And like seeing him in death as a force ghost being like, Hey bestie, here's everything. That happened. So, like, let's we can work this out. I just think I think it's a neat, it's a neat thing getting to see this character build up over so long and by so many different people who clearly just care about him.
2: And from a you certain know. point of view,
3: we have finished this conversation. <laughs> Welcome to our favorite segment. Just name that ship. Viewers at home who've tuned in before will know name that ship. But if you're new, name that ship is where one of the hosts will go on to a website such as AO3 and find a fan fiction. And we will then regale our other hosts with a story of the tags, the other characters involved, et cetera. And then they will guess who the main pairing is. I've brought one today. And again, this is all in good fun. We do this for a love of the craft. I've brought one today. It is called Fallen Angels. It was written in 2012. So keep that in mind. A vintage. <laughs> it is a vintage. It is of a certain vintage. Um, I will say there's not a lot in terms of the tags, but the premise of this, I, ha- I had to bring it. So as I said, it is called Fallen Angels. It is rated G. It is character A slash character B and tags are character A, character B. So there's not a lot to work with. However, I will read the summary. I don't have an official plot written up yet, but the story starts after character A gives birth to a different character, not character A or B, but a different character, in the epilogue of another fic they wrote. Parts of the story take place before one movie and other parts are basically like canon divergent for another movie. So that is what you have to work with. I realize it's not a lot, but the twist did get me. It, it is very funny, because this are is the, basically character A and B are the parents of a different character that exists in Star Wars canon.
0: Are the characters in question Callus and Darth Vader?
3: no
2: no No. um so here is my thought because it is written in 2012 this is before the sequel so it's nothing to do with the sequels so what I will say is that I do think it could be Padme and Anakin give birth to Han Solo what
4: (laughs) no
3: it is not that I think that that's very very powerful it is not it is it is characters who are not canonically parents oh
2: interesting okay
3: like this is not like oh their child was someone different this is like a p- another character I'm who so... does not have canon parents. Are they a man theirs. and a woman? It is a man and a woman.
1: Wait, it, wait. are they a couple?
3: Are they a couple in the show or no? Or are they a, the f- are they are they a rare pair? Or what area I, I mean, so I thought it was a rare pair, but there are quite a few no, fics in the fact. Hey, Hey, Ollie, what was the name of the fic one more time? If <laughs> you have this, hold on. Sorry, I'm opening it. It's called Fallen Angels.
2: Fallen Angels. Okay, okay, um, it's not. I thought it was the we the series that my fic is also in because I was like, wait. <laughs> Anyways, no, there's
3: they have another one that is called Defining Us.
2: Nope, that is not. Oh so, yeah,
3: okay. Hmm. Is Obi Wan Kenobi involved? Obi Wan Kenobi is character B. Okay,
1: Obi-Wan so he is the
3: father of this child. It's and it's not Satine. It's not Satine.
1: And it's is not it Padme? is it a woman? He's not Padme. It is it, it's, uh, it's so it's not. Oh, is it a woman he interacts with in?
3: the um, Clone Wars or no She is not in the Clone Wars is it is it Brie Organa oh he has I believe he has interacted with her I don't think that they have like talked canonically but they've definitely been in close proximity to each other Mom, no is it a Jedi Mom. no um I think you guys are feeling a little bit too late in the timeline for when they interacted is it one of the handmaidens <laughs> yes Sabe? It is Sabe and Obi Wan. Do you guys want to guess what character you think okay, that is their is their child? They're both girl. Gro- oh, can I guess? I can- is it yeah? Just don't guess out there.
2: Is it Mara Jade? It is Mara
3: Jade. <laughs> okay, I, no, okay, wait. No, I no no. Okay, Ollie, Ollie, I also have a fic
2: with that same exact pre- premise that I was going to bring to this. <laughs> okay. and, and yeah, and, and I here's the thing. People are sending us the shit from the no, tag. No. I found that on my own. Um also found by, this on my own. Followed by who is the, the hey, but, creator real quick. I, this is an t- entirely different author <gasps> who wrote the same exact who wrote Sabe, Obi-Wan, and their daughter's <laughs> Mara Jade.
1: It's a bit of a sleigh in that, oh, both Obi-Wan and Sabe are girl bosses, and we know that Mara Jade is a girl boss. So like there is a line in
3: this where they are like she has your red hair to obi-wan and i'm like i don't think that that's no. true no. <laughs> the idea- okay. oh my god this is
2: <laughs> here's the world's quickest name that ship <clears throat> are you ready yes um so this is a- <laughs> called fucking and trucking and one other word that i won't say because it'll give it away what is <laughs> happening in this uh the tags are the ship name freeform humor Trans character. It, this is entirely a crack fic um and it will it's pretty easy to guess just based on the theme of this episode.
3: Is one Obi-Wan Kenobi?
1: Yes, correct.
3: Is one Yoda? No. <laughs> is the what?
1: other is the other character Is the other character trans canonically? Or no? No. Oh it's Cantom Psy. I was like, is it Canton Psy? No, it's not.
3: it's wait,
0: wait, Obi-Wan wait. slash sister. <laughs> so is this is this two men?
1: Yes, this is two men. Is it Cody? No, it's a crack ship. Damn, it is not Cody. So is it a is Jedi this... or a clone? Nope, nope.
3: Hondo?
2: No, not Hondo. Damn I it! That, though.
3: Lars? With Lars? None no, no. of them. Cad Bane?
2: Not Cad Bane. You're getting closer to where Embo is at. No, not Embo.
3: Dang. Um. Okay. Jango Fett?
2: Not Jango Fett.
3: Is it like a character who is like not who is like a like a bounty hunter type no. deal or like a I'm third just party in, actor? i in terms of like
2: in terms of like sh- shit post-y characters. Is shoot, it Dex? It is not Dex.
3: Um. Okay. Just like funky little guys. Uh. Not, I Jabba. wouldn't
2: say funky. I wouldn't say he's little. Is it? It's Jabba? not Jabba.
3: Damn it! Oh
2: no! Is it um the the purple one? Zero. No, it is not a hut.
0: Okay, wait, Damn. question. You said the title of the stick was truckin' and suckin'. Or buckin was it truckin' and, and buckin'? buckin'?
2: and truckin' and a word that starts with the letter C. Fucking? No, not cooking. Oh. Damn. <laughs> I wish it wasn't. Cookin'? Cooking is closer to the word. It's C-O. Sucking and... Does it rhyme? <laughs> no, it does not rhyme. Oh, I
0: thought it was the word cock. You know what's on my mind. Um, it's not very helpful. <laughs> it's not um... cock. No,
3: so it's not. It's
0: not <laughs> okay. a bounty hunter.
3: It's not... Huh?
1: He's,
0: oh, a no, no from, he's
3: a character from the prequels. Um, Please don't tell me it's Jar Jar Binks.
2: It is not Jar Jar Binks.
0: What would Jar, Jar Jar like, Binks have to do with trucking and fucking?
2: So true.
4: <laughs> Boggle I, the Lesser. Not
2: Poggle the <laughs> Lesser. Now, once again, I like where your head is at, Jess. You are so close. Why was I just Dooku? like? T- no, not Count Dooku. Not that Grandpa. Can someone tell me why
3: I was just like Tantivo? <laughs> <Devo. laughs> like, don't think he's in the no, movie. Not
2: Tantivo. <laughs>
3: Is it um, one of the Trade Federation guys?
2: No, but you guys are so close. You keep spiraling <laughs> around this character. I mean, alien? I mean, technically. Is it like, Grievous? It is General Grievous. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. the, title, the title of this fanfiction is Fucking and Trucking and Coughing.
4: No. It's because asthma,
0: he, no.
3: <laughs> it's crime. He's like, My darling, my love, I can cure your asthma, but I do have to kill you. Oh, I thought you were going to say you do have to fuck you. (laughs) No.
0: The only real cure, the only surefire cure for asthma apparently is sex with Obi-Wan Kenobi. This just
2: in? All people with asthma are virgins? Anyways, uh, thank you for playing Name That Ship.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Rupalp's Pod Race. With Kenobi starting at the end of this week, we be back to our regularly scheduled weekly episodes every Sunday. But for updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media at RuPaul's Podrace on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you really love the show, please consider rating and reviewing our show on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It really helps more people find our show, and we really appreciate it. And for more about Obi Wan, make sure you check out our Obi Wan lore expert in front of the podcast, Julia's podcast, Star Wars English Class. Julia and her co host find some great stuff in store for the Kenobi series. She also created a guide to all Obi Wan canon media that you should check out that we'll put in our show notes. May the force be with you and don't crip it up.
4: Waka Waka. waka, waka.